Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to WWE's Year in Review. We are the Dudley Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamlet and Michael Cedric to review WWE's Year. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <sighs> where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, here we done about AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. A bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sige to review WWE's year. We're going to be doing it for all the three big shows. Uh, we're going to do it for WWE's main roster, AW, and, of course, NXT. And it is good all vibes well. only because we are all about positivity here on the What Culture Wrestling Podcast. And we've even put a special timer on. So we don't talk longer about certain other areas and certain other companies and get told off for doing that sort of thing. Uh, but let's get into WWE's year, because for once, we are spoilt for choice. It's been quite remarkable, 2023. I remember this time last year doing end-of-year stuff, and it was a year of two halves, obviously, mm-hmm. from when Triple H took over after Vince resigned in disgrace. And even then, you know, like... And I don't think it was being in bad faith. The bloodline was ongoing and was credited with the wrestlers involved and Paul Heyman mm-hmm. more than it was Triple H. And the first Rumble to Mania run had yet to happen, and there was all these big things that Triple H still had to prove himself with. And I just, I almost still can't believe that I'm talking in such positive terms that he has. Like, I think you, there are a lot of people will just never be able to enjoy WWE, never see it as a 10. We talk about this quite a lot. Like, they're never due to production styles, due to in house styles, about how the wrestlers speak, about mm-hmm. the style of the matches. There was a lot that over the last 23 years, well, when WCW closed down, WWE decided to make themselves pro wrestling and North American mainstream pro wrestling, and it will be this way, this way, this way. So that has chased off all the people that obviously went to AEW. Uh, and it just felt like, as somebody that, you know, speaking from experience, somebody that wanted to like WWE, but it got in its own way so much mm-hmm. that there was never a version of it that could resemble the one that you first watched if you got into it in the 90s, if you got into it in the mainstream boom of the, like, sort of 2000 peak period, even if you got into it when CM Punk dropped a pipe bam, that was because he was telling you how it could be rather than because of how it was. Mm-hmm. Triple H, for his faults, and there are some, has restored that specific feeling. This is a wrestling show. I mean, the gates and the ratings and everything else bear this out, but from a subjective point of view, performs as a promotion mm-hmm. should. It sort of tells you that big matches are on the horizon and then delivers them, you know, injuries notwithstanding. 
it kind of it does foreshadow plot points, but it pays them off. So it doesn't matter too much if you're shown, oh well, like at some point or another, this is where the bloodline's gonna crumble. And if Triple H relies too heavily on stables that mm-hmm. fall apart, it's like, yeah, but then they do fall apart and the matches that spin off them are by and large entertaining because the one thing he knows he's got is in-ring quality. In-ring brilliance at points, if you look at someone like a Gunther, for example, mm-hmm. as an Intercontinental Champion. Uh, it's been years and years and years where the in-ring has been a guarantee, a safe bet, and it's been even longer since the stories were remotely credible. And he's just, over all 12 months, he's put those things together. I celebrate this because I'm old enough to know that it won't be here forever. There will come a time where the tropes will become too repetitive and the talent will maybe feel a bit played out and there might not be anybody on the market that can sort of refresh it or things like that. There's an enormous... I'm excited for it, but there is an enormous test when Cody wins the world title Mm -hmm. next year, and I do believe he will at WrestleMania, and that's the first time in Triple H's run that he will not have Roman Reigns on top, with which all of this can Mm -hmm. rotate around. So the times will eventually change, but it's been great to live in them in 2023. My experience of WWE in 2023... Hamlet's right, by the way. 2022 was a year of two halves. You had the half with scripted promos and impromptu matches, and invisible camera segments, and then you had the other half, uh, booked by Vince McMahon. <laughs> so I'm taking the piss. For me, fundamentally, the WWE experience remains the WWE experience. Subjectively, there are aspects of the production and the presentation I will just never get into, ever. But the nicest thing I can say about WWE, and I will say some very nice things as we delve into this because they reached some eggs, like extravagant highs, even for me um, this year, is that I still clutch at my neck from the whiplash of just the narrative change, the paradigm mm-hmm. shift of WWE getting this hot, this popular. It's just, I just never thought I'd see it. Mm. They say never say never in pro wrestling. And it's just proved itself true time and time and time again. CM Punk's in WWE. Like, Vince McMahon no longer owns it. Vince McMahon no longer books it. Like, I never thought it could get hot again. I thought they'd survive. They'd obviously, they'd future-proofed themselves as a promotion when it was at its most hideous, and I remember me and Hamflit. It was the expense of being good, wasn't it? <sighs> like, do these things that will actively make the product worse, that will keep us moneyed forever. Yeah, but there was also just them being inept. Yeah. And being incompetent. And I remember, like, me and Hamflit talked about this, and it's like, we've got this dream job for which we are forever grateful, and we never, ever, ever lose perspective of it. Nope. Ever. And we said the worst part of the job, this is talking three, four years ago, is... What's the point in pitching by 2018? 10 wrestlers WWE will push this year. What's the point? (laughs) They're not going to do it. It just felt like such a bleak rolling that rock up that hill. Like, what? how can you say this with a straight face? How can you possibly say, oh, WWE's going to be good this year, and they will do a good thing with Mm. this wrestler, and you can wrap an article around it, or what? Wants to watch in the future. Dream matches, that'll happen. Oh, they'll all suck. Or they'll be <laughs> underwhelming. Or they won't happen. Or your favorite will get buried in the build. Like, it was just... You could not ever reconcile just how atrocious the product was with how much money they were making and how pointless it was criticizing it. I have got whiplash from how hot and popular this product is. It's just crazy to me that WWE did the turnaround. Mm. I've been... 
watching it for years. I've endured it for just as long, realistically. It's like The Simpsons. For years, it was it was bad for longer than it was ever good. And we just endured. You persevere. You, you know, it's much easier to just have a hobby and have a BWWE because of the episodic TV model, the amount of people talking about it. It is, I just couldn't believe this year and how they've just completely turned it around and how hot it is and then it eventually filters through to the fans. It's got to a point now where it's undeniably great if you can just let yourself get rid of that last bit of, not all of the time, not even half, but elements of this promotion are so goddamn effective that even I can't help but be electrified by some of it, which we'll get into imminently. Yeah, let's talk about some of our favourite moments from the year. Presumably, one of your top moments was CM Punk's return to WWE at Survivor Series. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, everybody saw our live reaction to it. It's <laughs> as real as it gets, you know, and like CM Punk is being accused of playing this artificial version of itself. It doesn't mean that the feelings people have for him aren't completely real and great because he can work those and manipulate those to fantastic effect. And we expect him, and I hope he does in 2024, relatively without incident, you know. Uh, it's funny, I was watching just yesterday a, a mini-series of AW moments that like, ended obviously with Punk working some Joe at Wembley. And for him to, obviously, regardless of what happened backstage, for him to work a match of... Such a high quality at Wembley Stadium. Definitely like three and a half stars. Easy. <laughs> like for another promotion on that promotion's most historic night and us to be sat here in December talking about punk. Not just a WWE wrestler, but as of the raw, like the build up to the Royal Rumble, everything like that. The man that could well main event one of the nights of WrestleMania yeah. is the, like the best recent, the best example this week of Sidgwick's never saying that. You know, it's, it's amazing that it's happened, but... I still maintain that I don't think it would have done had we not had all these changes. Mm. I think there is a version of WWE, even with everything that Punk has done, I still think there's a version that he doesn't come back to. Like, there were rumours earlier this year that Vince was a voice in the room saying, no, never, ever. Mm -hmm. Like, something had really sort of burned his ass (laughs) about the Punker. Uh, And Triple H has, like, a couple of times this year, been asked to sort of, if I can paraphrase another promoter, put his money where his effing mouth is. And this is one of those cases. He said a few times in those press conferences, which let's be honest, still just exists to put himself over. He brings his little, like, long scroll of achievements out of the night. So, biggest house here, let me put my cheaters on. The biggest house here, biggest, like, and all Is this. Is he Bret Hart? <laughs> and he says, uh, you know, like, I'll do what's right for for WWE as a business, or, you know, and I'll do what's right ultimately for the fans and all that kind of stuff. This is evidence that he's, you know, attempting to do that. Like, if CM Punk wasn't somebody that they could, Nick Khan, including that, they could analyze, wasn't going to transform business or help business or be part of the business, you're a spoke in the wheel, in Punk's Mm. own words, they wouldn't have done the deal. And they have. They believe they can fold him in. It suits a... It suits a promotion that plans and plots the way that Triple H does to have a CM Punk. Because absolute worst-case scenario, he will... Plot and plan in such a way where, well, right, that could go wrong if Punk sort of blows up. If, so if a big fight happens, we lose that and that and that. But Gunther will go unaffected. Roman Reigns will go unaffected. Cody Rhodes will go, you know what I mean? Like, mm. there, there are so many things that will be absolutely just fine, even in the event of a blow up. And I think, again, that's not really a WWE that was the case like 18 months ago. And it's not one that 
Punk could have fitted in. The excitement is not just for Punk's return. It was of a feeling in my guts that it, it will go well. It will be a successful return. It wasn't just the idea of Punk himself signing that I was really encouraged by its Survivor Series. It was the, for me, like really, really elusive, almost unthinkable notion. This is very snarky that Triple H could do something really interesting. Like <laughs> yeah. a totally bold risk just because it makes sense and so much of Triple H's, like the NXT TV program, I'm glad there's been a bit of a reappraisal of it because yes. I watched so much of it and just thought, I'm having a nice time. I'll never put a promo in a year-end list. I'll never put a promo in a best-of-all-time list. I'll put the matches there, probably, mm. but like I'll never, there's never a wild angle or something that just makes Pressure your... Pressure-free hour. Yeah. Out there, didn't yeah. Like, and it was much the same on the main roster. Like, coherent. All those words I love about pro wrestling. Like, logical, <laughs> coherent, solid, makes sense, focused. You know what I mean? The fact that he brought back CM Punk is a good omen that they are willing mm. to go, you know what? Let's just do something quite interesting. So, I really encouraging it ends to the year. If I was a betting man, I'd have put Punk in his top WWE moments of the year. And for you, without question, it'd be something that you and I have rewatched. I'd lost count of how many times, and that's backlash, particularly Bad Bunny's entrance there. Yeah, again, I don't want to, you know, completely regurgitate what I said in the intro. For the longest time, WWE was pitifully, powerfully uncool. It was so lame. It was so cringeworthy. It was so quiet. Everything they did was just dumb, pretty much, and you just wouldn't be caught dead watching it in front mm -hmm. of somebody else. Like, it's it was just terrible. The Expos look from, like, a different planet, don't they? You know, when it's, like, five years ago on this day, and you're thinking, hey, that was five years yeah. ago, and the content of what you see in Roman Reigns getting tipped yeah. dog food, just unwatchable. They did the Bad Bunny thing at WrestleMania 2022? Yeah. Uh, 2021. The 2021. Canadian yeah, Destroyer yeah, yeah, with yeah. Morrison, yeah. Then in 2023, they do Backlash. And they get Bad Bunny, who was... One of, if not the most internationally famous music star, one of the most critically acclaimed, one of the coolest. They have the resources to put him in this absolutely phenomenal for what it is match against Damien Priest. And that crowd gives me chills to this day. Me and Wilborn every now and then I'll say, Come around at the desk, come around at the desk, I'll show you something. <laughs> they, on that night, felt like the just epicenter of entertainment. Like, genuinely, it just felt like the coolest, most alamode place on the entire planet. I could, I just, it's WWE. Who do you think you are? <laughs> I just, it was class. Like, I remember vividly, um, the rest of my family were in Centre Parks that weekend, and I thought, you know what, maybe I'll have a weekend just not doing that. I'm going to go on holiday in the summer and all the rest of it, but I'll have a nice refresh weekend, I think. And uh, I, Backlash was on the Saturday, so I watched that on Sunday morning. Uh, and then I had to feed the cat, the mother-in-law's cat, a couple of streets away. And it takes, like, I'd say, the whole thing, go out the door, um, walk, feed the cat, make sure you've locked the door, come back. 45 minutes. 45 minutes worth of Bad Bunny, that song. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I was just loving that entrance. And just in, in general, in Backlash... How hot was that? It's an incredible show, like a great night. And yeah. like Backlash as well, it's it's one example of, like wrestling is so much about momentum because in any sort of time when there's an upswing in business, you've got to earn the audience's trust. And that's often the longest, hardest bit because it's 
by earning it, it sort of implies it's been broken. Like, AEW launches in 2019, and that's like a clean slate, but, like, WWE can never have that. You've always got something to yeah, undo yeah. if you're going to get good again. So, like, the night is, like, 97, 98 is kind of dealing with, well, was there anybody even left? that just, Like, people just stopped watching. It was like, right, we'll bring them all back again with this, and then we'll show you a massive star, a massive star, and all of that. This time around, it was such a longer period of time with which to get people to, to trust again. And something like a backlash is a great example, because it's the thing we're talking about in, like, an end-of-year review, even though it happened in April, uh, which these reviews tend to lean on, the th- like, recency bias and things from the second half of the year more. Uh, it's a non-WrestleMania thing, but it stands up as a WrestleMania-adjacent moment, Bad Bunny's entrance mm. and the show in general. But it also, it took place in Puerto Rico, which in itself is part of a Triple H, Nick Khan, like business strategy, boring stuff, but it can be boring and then lay out a really exciting thing as a product as mm. well. That's like that's corporate synergy I can get on board with because <laughs> I don't care about the meetings they're having. I care about the product they're serving. And for them to do that at Clash, for us, they're live in person. For them to do that at uh, Money in the Bank in London this year in the UK, in Puerto Rico. And then, while like the train's rolling, while momentum's hot, them to say, by the way, we're going to Perth and Berlin next year. And, and France, Paris. You just get... And ex- Paris. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lyon. Lyon, Lyon. Sorry, yeah. Lyon. You just get excited for those because you've seen examples of yeah. how effective it's been previously. They're doing it typically with the shows that need that bit of a boost. So... Not to say that it would be a waste, for example, to host a WrestleMania or SummerSlam in an international place or in somewhere brand new, but they've clearly identified maybe what needs that care and attention first. So they're making their pay-per-view calendar more attractive. They're isolating people with local links to the shows because, like I say, the booking is joined up with the planning. And no, like, Sidge is not wrong. Like focus and uh like those words you were listening off that like it's not exhilaration he hates him i want to see a fight but those boring things can contribute mm. to the excitement you just for years they didn't it was like oh wb's made billions from a really ugly saudi deal we're going to get the best cards of all time no we're not we're going to get dx versus the brother destruction <laughs> there was not a single thing you could take from that even if you were able to schadenfreude blind and yeah, yeah, yeah blind and blinky yourself to the ugliness of it there was nothing good coming out schadenfreude of you, you said, other than schadenfreude and i was Tired of experiencing Chardonnay. I loved it. I miss it. Over the I honestly miss it so much. I, I, I can think of another company where you might get some. But like the, it's... Like WWE Hamlet. That's right. It's uh, I. It's like, it's sort of an example where now people will remember Backlash when another show's on the horizon mm. or remember Bad Bunny when another celebrity match is coming. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I want to talk about uh, WrestleMania. Uh, lucky enough to, to be in attendance this year and just kind of spoilt for choice with regards to moments at that show, you know, from Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio's entrance and subsequent match. And I was just uh, doing some research before this. I completely forgot about the spot where Dom threw a drink in his sister's face. As if he wasn't an arsehole yeah. enough with his criminal entrance and what have you. There was, so there's that, there's... KSI as a prime drink game put through a table by Logan Ball, which is, again, a moment I've rewatched ad infinite with our producer, Adam Nicholas. Um, obviously, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn were in the tag titles in the main event of night one of WrestleMania. Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. The What was the name of the match with the four tag teams? The with Showcase. The, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Unbelievable, Jeff. <laughs> I, there's, there's many more moments um, that I, oh, oh, Gunther, obviously, which I'm sure you'll talk about in a second. Uh, Gunther, Sheamus, Drew, the sent arguably match of the year for WWE, that triple threat. And uh, I know I said good vibes only, and I know you shouldn't take pleasure in in someone getting injured. Yeah. But I do want to talk a little bit about Shane McMahon. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my f***ing life. <laughs> returning, <laughs> returning at WrestleMania, because I was with uh, Adam Nicholas, as I said, and we'd seen on night one Steve Kettle, or whatever is that name of that American football player, and night two, they're doing the exact same spot with Snoop and, and Miz. And, and we're sat there going, they literally haven't used L.A. Nair. Yeah. And a quick nod to him for an incredible year of getting over, in case we forget to mention him. Um, so we thought, well, it's got to be him or someone even bigger, a Stone Cold or, or whoever it may be. And Shane McMahon's music hits and... It wasn't like the pop when he came back to interrupt his sister getting that made-up award or whatever. It was just like the air just escaped the stadium. Everyone was like, oh, for f... And, he, and we're thinking, oh, maybe, you know, for a split second, you're thinking maybe this is like a fake-out. Maybe he comes down, something happens, and you get the real star come out, and then you realise... Well, he was. Matter. He thought himself was the real star. Yeah. yeah. And you're thinking, oh, God, right, right uh, and how long is this going to go on for? It's going to be like a 15-minute match with the Miz. Great. <laughs> You've uh, literally sat through one of them at WrestleMania before. And, yeah, as, as I've said... you loved every minute of it. That was pretty good, actually. Yeah. As I've said a million times... That was pretty rubbish, that. Yeah. It was a funny bit with the George... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. As I've said a million times, uh, one of the few times that I thought, God, I wish I could have an earpiece with WWE commentary going on it for the... Drop down the leapfrog. You still got it. <laughs> <laughs> he does not, in fact, have an intact uh, quadricep. But it was also Snoop's... Uh, instincts, let's say, kicking in <laughs> with the I have to do this people's elbow yeah. that he subsequently hit. Um, yeah, that'll never not make me smile. But we've got ten minutes left. What's some of your other favourite moments? Well, just on moments, right? Because we've talked for years about WWE based on moments. They made it that way because you couldn't talk about stories, you couldn't talk about character arcs, the journeys that characters have been on. That's one of the reasons why moments, WrestleMania moments, capital W, capital M, was so important to them. Because it was like, remember how great this was? Because at the end of the year, you might be able to come up with 10 things that you actually liked about an entire calendar year. That's not enough. 
for a show that has all of these hours of content. And something, when you mentioned uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn winning the tag belts, that match was amazing. That mm. moment was fantastic. And yet, it wasn't something that was at the front of my mind when we came in to record this, because I was just excited to talk about that sort of story in general. Yeah. Everything you had from that incredible scene at the end of the Royal Rumble, oh. which, again, at the time, like, feels longer ago than 12 months now, yeah. but people were talking about that as an all-time WWE moment to feed into a, another, like, regional pay-per-view with Sami Zayn's hometown oh. and nearly getting it done, which itself fed into Cody and somehow Cody losing, but then winning the belts and thus... Like a decision which me and you have like virtually had a bare knuckle fight over every week for the most of the year. I, I will say, I will say, I had my uh, doubts. Let's say when the rubber chicken was landing in the ring at the end of night two. But I, I will say, one of W's greatest achievements as well, as well this year is keeping Ro Cody, Cody Rhodes hot. There is still a divide on that decision, and yet there are still good arguments for both. Yeah. And I think that's quite impressive. The matches, I will not defend the. 95% of the matches where you had Roman and Solo versus the Usos or Roman and Solo versus Sammy and Kevin. Bank was kind of good. But the last five minutes where the story <laughs> goes into overdrive is just like next level. I'll remember that low blow kick. Like so little of Jey Uso, when will he turn on Roman, was three years in the making. Almost none of it was. It was about eight, nine months in the making, mm -hmm. realistically. That low blow was. They'd remembered something from Clash of the Champions 2020 as a thing that Roman did once in a really cruel way to screw his own family when he was still just becoming the tribal chief. And that was the moment. And I think, again, that's it's a bit of Triple H. That, like, he's, we've seen the things that he's tried to pick up. He's, he's gone there and he's racked his brains. Was there anything good? And when dead had the pencil, <laughs> that, that wasn't bad. I'll use that. That wasn't bad. I'll use that. And yeah, like, I, I've, this is the year where I've not had to think of individual moments of brilliance because I've just enjoyed watching people along the ride. Cody Rhodes... Has not the only moment that has summed up Cody Rose twenty three was the worst bit was his defeat was the rubber chicken like but everything else about it has been credible has felt real he's felt to Brock was an inspired decision yeah I didn't even love the first match and how great did that come at SummerSlam these things again like where your faith gets a bit shaken he gets his ass handed to him on the Raw after WrestleMania banana skin win at Backlash and you're like is this it is is this it has he been WWE or whatever you know and no he wins this. Like, blinder at SummerSlam. Brock puts him over. He's, like, kind of nothing can stop him. He feeds with Dominic Mysterio, and it's hot. He, like, is the catalyst of the Jey Uso of Raw stuff, and that builds everything that gets you to War Games. A year for Jey Uso as well. It, yeah, it's just not a currency of moments like it used to be because it's an actual weekly episodic wrestling show again. And, like, I could say, like, I could say I've loved the Judgment Day all year, but it's not just because of the 800 tag matches they've had. You know, it's just because I like the act, and I'm keen to see what they're going to get up to this week. I will accept that WWE is still more a show about wrestling than it is a wrestling show. And I think that's an important distinction to make, and it's something that WWE will never change. And it's really the key difference still between WWE and AEW even now. But I love the show about wrestling, and I love the characters that inhabit the world. And you love Raw, and particularly Raw's Triple X very quickly. Oh, my God. Again, another show previously. You saw such dogs about it. How much would that have been I'm about moments? I've for about 10 minutes. <laughs> how much would that have been about moments in the past? One of those, like, uh, it's a recap of a recap of a recap. Yeah. Like, it's 30 years Raw, whatever it is, and here's the clips from 1998. It's the beer bath, and then somebody comes back, Steve Austin comes back and stuns, you know, like a, a, a dominant Mysterio or whatever, and it's like, that's, that's all you're getting. That's your lot. And then next week, oh, Jesus, the real WWE's back. What a nightmare. <laughs> that had Gunther scaring off DX. That had the trial, you know, that had so many lovely little moments where when Legends did appear, it was just for a nice little hair ruffle. And then, by the way, the Rumble's coming up and there's some pretty big business to take care of that means that you just have to be pushed to one side. It was a sign of things to come, that show for 2023.
Another favourite moment of yours from this year? Um, to be honest, right, I don't think... I think I'd kind of struggle to come up with, like, a top 10 WWE match of the year list. Like obviously, Cody, Brock, three. Um, the triple threat at Mania was just unbelievable. Um, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley was absolutely incredible. That would be my number one or number two um, WWE match of the year. Like, it just felt like they were just covered in sweat. It's this complete, like, symbol of effort that they were extenuating in that match. Like, some of the moves were horrific. Like, that sort of, like, Charlotte Flair. Now, Rhea Ripley casually inventing, like, a All Japan Pro Wrestling super finisher tier, like, move with, like, that sort of germ where she just crashed Charlotte on her face. It was absolutely incredible. Just awesome, physical, big match drama. I think the fans in that stadium were shocked at just how hard they went. That was unbelievable. The triple threat was just, like, I generally hate triple threat matches, but I'm so impressed by triple threat matches that actually excuse the format and have some, like, logical fun with it. I feel like Hamlet. Logical fun. That's the best <laughs> kind of fun. Like, you know, the um, I don't think you'd improve upon um, either the Royal Rumble 2015, where it's like, right, Brock's dead. Let's have a sprint mm. because he's going to come back and kill us. So Cena and Rollins have one of their awesome little sprints. And then, all oh, right, you know, there's the Leviathan coming out of the ocean. <laughs> We're screwed. That was a great way of doing it. Can you remember uh, Kurt Angle, The Undertaker, and The Rock? Oh, my God. It's so great because he got the best of Kurt Angle in one match, the composite Kurt Angle performance, mm. where basically he played the goofball who just kept getting banted out the ring early <laughs> and then did like loads of like comedy spots where like that's the way to get him out of the ring by just doing slapstick. And then he just became the super intense killing machine as the match <laughs> progressed to get the other side of Kurt Angle. <laughs> of Kurt Angle. Those are the two ones where I thought you've nailed this format and really thought about how you get that other guy out the ring. Gunther, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Right, how do we get people out the ring? Oh, fucking kill them. <laughs> really f***ing hard and stiffly to the point where you don't think they're even going to come back in the match. And then when the other two dudes kill each other really hard, as Titus O'Neil just said, call the police. <laughs> Wonderful. Great on commentary. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, and then when, you know, Gunther came back or Seamus came back into it, like the saves were just so believable because he thought he was dead and the other person has just been killed. So just double death. There are no saves. I thought it was absolutely electrifying. I hope, and I think it will obviously happen, that Cody Rhodes finishes the story, right? Because I want to go back and watch the 39 main event and the 40 back-to-back, -back, mm -hmm. knowing that you can just enjoy it. That 39 night two main event, when it was 15 minutes in, 20 minutes in, I'm thinking, this is better than WrestleMania 17. Like, this is genuinely this whole presentation with Dominic Mysterio, the showcase with some of those physical WWE matches ever between Charlotte and Rhea and the Triple Threat and just how they got all the entertainment side of it perfect, spot on, on night one, the schadenfreude of Shane McMahon. And I was watching Roman Cody in that match. It wasn't even that structurally adventurous. No. It was just so well done watching it I'm thinking if they and I was hyperbole right in that moment I'm thinking if they go two hours keep going you've just got everyone locked mm. in this spell it felt so big special it was like people forget how good that match was because you're only going to remember the finish and what a downer it cast mm -hmm. on the entire weekend 
people forget just how magic that match was as it was progressing, as it was unfolding. Uh, I just distinctly remember watching it thinking, I love this. I love Double Double E. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going for two hours because I'm just going to stay with it. Um, And I want to finish the story because I think that match should get reappraised. Once you know, oh, they do know what they're doing. It wasn't some NWO 1999, just Mm. total churn content, prolong it for the money. They did have ideas of where to go, maybe a better idea than the fans had at the time. I'm desperate to watch that match back without Mm. that bleak resignation because it was phenomenal, and I think it'll get reappraised. I think, mark my words, bookmark this podcast, that match will get reappraised. It's now now classic in about, well, hopefully five months. Mm. Yeah. I will always stand for the bloodline. I think I think they've had an incredible year as part of that storyline. I, 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 st- I held firm, uh, even when people were questioning what's going on with Jimmy Uso, and I think his transformation has been <laughs> just yeah. as good, arguably, in terms of the weird character he's become uh, on SmackDown now, whilst Jay's on, on Raw doing great stuff. Final uh, few seconds. Let's cram a few more in. I'm just going to mention the LWO because I love them, and I think it's been a great story and that you and I have, have loved as well. Just, re- again, really fun to track. They showed you... Santos Escobar uh, lo- entered and lost an Intercontinental title number one contenders match in February that Rey Mysterio was in. Turned up the next week and said, look, it was an honor just to be in the ring with you. I've got a mask. I'd like you to have it. Thus birthed everything. And then there we got. The man was turning on him the day that he was shaking his hand. And that's pro wrestling. Ultimately, that's what you, sh- you should be able to see that. Yes, it's better. It's best when you get shocked by something because you thought it was going one way, but like this, these breadcrumbs are there to be, you know, picked up on. And a great example of that, they got a brand that was never really a brand in WCW and made a bunch of SmackDown mid-carders matter as a result. That's promotion. Very exciting to see what happens in 2024 with WWE. Let us know. We've inevitably missed out some of your favorite moments. Let us know yours in the comments or on X at WhatCultureWWE. As I mentioned, we're going to be doing AW and NXT in the coming days oh, as well. Um, you can uh, get in contact on X uh, at WhatCultureWWE. Watch that. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilwin. Follow our brilliant producer at It's Adam Nicholas. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to the What Culture Wrestling Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, but for now, this has been WWE's Year in Review. My thanks to Hamlet Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 